Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Summer Breakfast on this Monday morning, the 23rd day of January. The McCafe menu, she is locked and loaded today. We've got a big one. Our official coffee partner has for us, Corey McKernan, North Melbourne legend. We'll get him on to discuss North Melbourne's captaincy. Dual captains down at Arden Street for the first time in club history. We'll get Corey's take on that. Mark Woodford, SEN tennis expert as well. Craig Tiley, the Australian Open boss. Plenty to talk to Craig about after the events of the last week and a bit. BP, SEN tennis commentator as well. So we've got Melbourne Park covered from every angle this morning. Uh, We'll get BP on about the events of last night as Stefanos Tsitsipas marches on. Questions without notice. And last fan standing today, thanks to Maccas, in an all-new time slot today, 7.20am. So note that time, 7.20am, different time, same time prize potentially for you to go into the grand final on January 30 to win the tickets to India. SEM Breakfast is for the Koga Money credit card packed full of value. Great to see him once again. Simon O'Donnell here with us. G'day, Scoob. Morning. Prime time, the quiz. It is, isn't it? Couldn't stay out of prime time anymore. You know, the renowned hour on breakfast is 7 to 8 and they've just said, well, let's put the big gear in the big show. And there we are. Prime time, it's the quiz. Either that or our guests have shunted it forward. Uh, I'm not sure what one, possibly the latter, but I'm just so glad to see you. And I wasn't only glad to see you this morning. I was glad to see you had a couple of little bags by your side as well as you came in. I just heard that, you know, that unmistakable rustling. sound of brown paper bags. Rustling. I said, hopefully, what's in there, Simon? And the work. spuds have arrived. They have arrived. It's a beautiful moment, and geez, they are—they look every bit as good as advertised. Well, I've been uh, tasting the said product uh, over the last few days since they've been harvested, and very pleased. Saturday night, I did them. I cut them into smaller little portions, and I slid, slid the top and put some. Garlic salt across them and some olive oil just to crunch them up. Oh, so I picked them up and they oh they they've like they've just come straight Unwashed. from the, the yeah, earth. No, Magnificent smell. Oh, they can smell that Kilmore soil. So, <laughs> what would you recommend I do with them though? Are Whatever they to be no no? But you know, certain potatoes are good for certain things. Are they are they good for roasting? Are they good for mashing? Everything. Are they good for everything? They're completely versatile. Everything. Spud. Do they have a name? This spud. Sod spuds. <laughs> we don't know what we're dealing with, but they look they look Sod incredible. Spuds. We should take a photo of them actually. Yeah. My wife has been the the um architect of the spuds. She loves a veggie garden. Well big thank you. And um we we had a glass of wine on Saturday and we 
dug up some more. And no, I appreciate you bringing we, them in. We thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope you you guys enjoyed them. I mean, long overdue, nice. long overdue, but I'm glad oh, you brought them in. So <laughs> absolutely magnificent. Uh, the open line today, by the way, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The tip of forty weeks text is oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Um, I was glad to see them because I had a mare last night. I don't, my phone doesn't go flat very often, but it went flat on the way back from Adelaide. And uh, I, I plugged it in last night. The house didn't get back in until late to get to Jetstar. Oh, you're late? Jetstar. Do they run on time anymore, Jetstar, do you reckon? <laughs> they should make an announcement when you get there to say, we are on time. I mean, how often do they say we are running late? So we're about 50 minutes late last night. Not a big mm. deal. But it's a big deal when you're not leaving until late and you're not due to land until 9.30. So it didn't land until, you know, 10.20. Didn't get home until after 11. House is dark. Everyone asleep. Go to plug it in, but use the different phone charger. But it came on, you know, the little battery after you've had your iPhone runs flat. Mm. Set the alarm. Did all that. Not off. Wake up with a, like a jolt. The alarm should have gone off. The body clock is an amazing thing, isn't it? It is absolutely amazing. Tap the phone to check the time and it's still got the red battery on it. It's gone back. It's regressed. In a paddock downstairs, bolted in here to see you. Gee whiz. Uh, good time over there in Adelaide. Now, tell me about Adelaide. I'm absolutely... you, you obviously, the peloton didn't catch you. No. <laughs> no, we watched a lot of the race. Actually, great to see an Aussie win it, actually, in the end over there. Jay Vine, on debut, 27-year-old from Townsville. So, uh, But had a great time. Properly rinsed now, though. Absolutely physically shattered. <laughs> but, uh, three... So how far did you ride? Uh, we did three or four big days in the sun and the hills behind Adelaide there. Uh yeah, uh, 150, anywhere between 120 and 150 every day, and a, a couple of truth. couple of thousand meters of climbing. So we were pretty, pretty, wow. pretty. How many of you? Munch by the end, half a dozen. No, it was great. And how do you get involved? So do you ring up and book in or something? Well, oh, how well, do you, you get involved in that? You just go to Adelaide and book your accommodation and watch a race. But the beauty, no, is, to, to the beauty ride is the bike in front can, of them. No, no. Well, we didn't always do that. You can go and ride your bike wherever you want around Adelaide while the race is on. And this is the beauty of cycling. You can't do it in other sports, but you can go and do a bit of exercise, watch the race, go off and do a bit more, come back and watch the race. So it's just follow the course, pick it up wherever you wherever you like. But gee whiz, there were get on the food and drink at any stage. Absolutely, had some great meals. You said a couple you had of a Italian restaurants. We had a, you went to an Afghan you... Afghan yeah. restaurant on the uh, on a good steak on the on the uh, on the Friday. Um, oh, on the Thursday. So Thursday you told me about the Thursday night. The hanger steak. Yeah, yeah, that was the hanger. Did you research the hanger steak? No, I didn't. Only one per beast on the old hanger. Yeah. I, 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 was, I, I said I'd get one on the weekend and then I didn't get to the butcher on Friday like I thought I was going to. So I haven't researched the hanger yet, but I will research the hanger. Now, I had a great weekend, but enough about me. Your son had a good weekend too, I hear, with the ball in hand. He got a few wickets. How many scalps did he take? Actually, something came out of that. We've got a, probably a bit of a family issue. What's happened? Well, I was playing golf. You weren't there. You never board. miss. Oh no, <laughs> never miss. <laughs> he's he's had a really good day. So I know what the discussion will be this week. Will be look possibly best you uh, stay clear. Now, just don't, for the record, this is go. this is Tom, and he's taken. Has he taken eight for? Yes. He's taken eight for. Mm. And you didn't see one of them. No <laughs> you better have had a good round. Did you have a good round? Actually, I hit him all right. You better have. I, had... I hit him all right. The Dal and I went for a hit of golf yesterday. We said, "No, we need a just a bit of time, you know, quality time together." We thought. I was that it lasted eight about for? two holes. Quality time. So it was then a complete pain. Because last time we talked about Tom, I'm not sure if we did it on air, but he was close to cracking into the the stars setup, wasn't he? 
for a game earlier this he, year. He, went, he went was piloted into the squad. Into the squad. Yeah, yeah. He, so he's playing he, some. So cool no, no, he's, it was really good. Uh, and the Bombers had a good win, and they've got a big night coming up on February four, which is their hundred and fiftieth anniversary. It's a big night, right? So he's um, speaking to you then, despite the fact you weren't there. Well, yeah, bri- he spoke to me briefly last night, mm. but I, I know, you know some stages this week we looked at. You know, things seem to be going okay when you're not there. So how about you stay away? <laughs> oh, you reckon he play this? I, I might get there. Yeah, so it'll really? be sort of now. You know, the chair behind the tree hidden up the back somewhere. I won't be able to lob, but we'll battle on. They, they, went, they went really well. No, they should if he's gone and taken eight. For, uh, Simon, you must plant your spuds early. This time of year, spuds are still normally growing and still about 12 weeks away from being harvested. Well, Have I got some premature spuds here? Well, or? Well, did that look premature, the one you picked out of the bag? This, picked out of the bag this morning? No, look, that didn't look, look very too good. premature, did no, it? No, it did. Okay, I'm, not, I'm no expert on the spud uh, harvesting and, and when they should be. Now, I'm not sure who sent that in, but let me tell you, there'll be a bing on my phone in a minute now, you... saying... I'll be telling you when the spuds go in and when they come out. Just quickly, Tommy didn't take a hat trick as well in that effort, did he? Mm-hmm. He took a hattie. Well, split hat trick. Split hat trick. But so I had a spell, went away, came back. Uh, two, two in the at the end of the first innings, and then one with the first, right. one of the second. So it's, what's a hat trick? Yeah, I think it's a hat trick. That's magnificent. He's a good player. That is so good. Hey, well speaking done. of cricket, did you see the Thunder? You know, the Thunder and oh, Steve Smith. I mean, I don't know. Oh, not 100. How, how much can we... The Sixers hadn't had anyone score 100 Steve in their history, Smith. and he comes back and the team scores two in a row. Steve Smith has absolutely brained him in what they reckon might be the best BBL innings of, of all time. <laughs> uh, incredible. But th- that was great. But the one that I wanted to talk to you about as part of the ramble was the moment where Ollie Davies came out to join David Warner in the middle of the weekend. And... Uh, David Warner went to welcome him to the crease, and and this is how Ollie Davies chose to respond to the uh, to the champ. How are you, champion? Hey, don't champ me, mate. Don't champ me, mate. Um, oh, it is. When he dug it in the wicket, yeah. I thought I had all the time in the world, and I swung through it. But yeah. just holding a fraction, mate. Yeah, it's probably angle across you. Yeah. Full face. Let's go, bro. Go, rockstar. Dropped a champion on him. He didn't enjoy it. Champion and Rockstar. Couple of good combos early on. As that, Dave Warner says, uh, welcome. Good to see you, Champion. Don't champ me, mate. Wow. Just put the superstar vet back right back in his box, didn't he? Ollie Davies. Poor. Um, there was one thing that I wanted to raise you that I absolutely loved over the weekend. Now, Andrew Boll. Peter Boll. Peter Boll, sorry. No, I didn't like that at all. That made me feel sick. We'll get to that a little bit later on. I was shocked. I was disappointed. I couldn't. I don't want to believe it. It's like any time you hear those sort of things, you, you, you want to believe, you desperately want to believe the athlete. But no, we'll come back to that in a moment. The English Premier League's um, obviously well and truly in the thick of it over there. And by the way, Arsenal coming back this morning to defeat Man U 3-2 with a 90th minute winner. That was a huge game. So the Gunners, they're not cracking yet, Scoob. Um, and there were some other scores as well, Man City pump walls. But... Chelsea played Liverpool, another big rivalry in at, up at Anfield. Now, a lot of listeners might remember the name John Terry. He was captain of England. He was captain of Chelsea. I think 715-odd games, 15 trophies, um, captain forever, the Jose Mourinho era, a legend of that club. But he'd always wanted to go and sit in the away end with the Chelsea supporters <laughs> at big away games. So he went along and watched Chelsea play Anfield. He wore a disguise, like he pulled his mask up over the weekend to sneak into Anfield. And when the Chelsea supporters realised it, it was him, pandemonium broke out <laughs> in the stands at Anfield. And they're chanting and singing, they're laced with profanity, which we can't play. But I thought that was magnificent. He's a club legend. 
go into a game with the rank and file, with a disguise, and just enjoying mm. enjoying it. How how good is that? You wouldn't see many AFL players doing that, would you? Go down behind the goals and the cheer squad. The funny thing is, I reckon a lot of AFL players do do it. You know, go with their mates on a Sunday after they've played you know, for Collingwood on a Saturday. You reckon? Yeah, and just go into the outer and have a pie and a can of Coke. I, I, I actually think quite a few do do it, but they're not recognised. But you know, he, was a, he was a superstar for, for a long, long time, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. How long did he play? 15, oh, 17 odd forever. years? Like, forever. Just, he was, Started he was, at West Ham. Started yeah. at West Ham. Now, his family uh, absolutely, you know... Uh, Bloody's uh, thick and water is the same. We got rid of him from the Hammers. We didn't. Want yeah, but the Hammer, the the family for, stayed aligned with the Hammers, even though he went and became a legend at Chelsea. So much so that he he once scored against West Ham, <laughs> and he went over to celebrate in front of their fans. And he looked up, and there's his old man and his uncle, and they're giving him the bird. <laughs> so their son scores a proud moment. He looks up, and he sees his oh, uncle just giving him a big fat bird. <laughs> so I don't think. I don't think they were going to deviate. Um, uh, Ham, uh, Hammers update. What happened? What happened to Hammers? Everton, we, oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, but Everton are in all sorts of trouble over yeah, there. Possibly going to get relegated. Uh, Leeds-Brentford, by the way, the other game uh, over there today ended in a nil-nil draw. But all the talk about the Gunners after uh, rolling Manchester United not too long ago either. Um, listening to that one on the way in. Uh, they scored in the 90th minute to win 3-2. So... Early quiz today. Uh, a lot of people uh, texting in already. Chris, I reckon this is our mate Chris from Point Cook. It is. You can move the quiz. I will not be deterred. And I appreciate the sympathy prizes last week, but I have one goal and one goal only. <laughs> oh, just keep padding up, Chris. Uh, and hopefully, you, can you get know what's going to happen in the end. I'm just going to have to take control for Chris. What do you mean? To get him on there. Well, how are you going to take control? To get control? him in the draw. You can't. There's no match fixing going on Why? here. There's no inside information. Oh, well, There's no Indian bookmaker or pitch reports John, being passed on. John no, the John, John the bookie's not involved here. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. So if Chris is going to get it done, he's going to have to do it on his own steam. Uh, there's quite a bit of chatter going on in the underworld about this quiz and what I should or shouldn't be doing, and the negotiations are continuing. We're racing up to that uh, January 30 grand final as well for last fan standing. That's for the whole box and dice. That is for the trip oh, to India. So far away. It's only a week away. No, no. Uh, we've got another week of this. Uh, together with Maccas, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win that trip to Delhi for the second test, Australia and India. It's in February and it's all thanks to Maccas. So each weekday, summer breakfast and later on with a pipe, 11 cricket questions. You've got to be the last fan standing after the 11th. And on that date, January the 30th, we'll have the final last fan standing quiz. So it's for flights for you and a mate to Delhi. Five nights are the best accommodation we can find. We, you've got yet a, a sports luncheon with the SN commentary team as well. The corporate hospitality laid on thick at the cricket. $1,000 spending money, all thanks to our friends at McDonald's. Did I talk to you about Peter Bolt? Yeah. Do you want to do that after the break? Oh, okay. All right, we'll do that. What about after. Ash Gardner? She doesn't want to play cricket on Australia Day. Australia Day. She's I saw her tweet. Yeah. She has. Yeah, that raised your eyebrows and yes. many others. Uh, and the McCafe menu still to come. Corey McKernan, Mark Woodford, Craig Tiley, BP, and that. Flyblown BP. He'll be flyblown now. I'm a bit flyblown this morning, actually. Actually, so you are. You, here's, you're doing a high hair on me this morning. Got a fair bit of sun as well, which I'm not too happy about. Uh, we'll take a break. Back with more on you Summer You need a bit of vitamin D. Right after this. You do. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast.
Hey, there was some other cricket heroics over the weekend. Uh, someone sent a text in uh, earlier to let us know about. I was Kramer up in Brisbane. Yeah, saw the story as well online. Jack Ginnivan made a hundred <laughs> playing for his his, uh, his old hometown, Barkers Creek, out near near Castle Wayne. There, so he, he had hundred and eighteen. Uh, the young Collingwood forward from eighty five balls, eleven boundaries, and seven. Sixes, although the pitches can be deceiving, but it looks as though they're playing on a postage stamp out there <laughs> uh, outside Barkers Creek. But still, it is amazing right. how many footballers go back and have hit uh, over the summer and mm. plunder some big scores. Don't they? Mainly batters, not many bowlers. They don't let the bowlers bowl much. No. I don't mind the batters having Matty bat. Lloyd fancies himself with the ball. He's a bit of a quick off the long run. Yeah, as well. I think Matty, Matty Lloyd, I'll tell you, Jonathan Buster. Brown bowled, bowled with a bit of. Bowls with a bit of pace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brendan Goddard bowled with a bit of pace. Did he? Yeah, yeah in their day. BJ. My, Pretty my sharp. Word. But um, Jonathan Brown, oh, yeah. good sharp. And and lefty, if I remember rightly. Did he play the intimidation game, did he, as well, JB? Try to. Well, I would think so. <laughs> John, John's called in from uh, Port Augusta. Uh, welcome to you, John. Morning, fellas. Yeah, Nick Rewalt was a pretty good cricketer too, wasn't he? Rui? Yeah, he's a good bat. Rui? Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty good, good cricketer. A lot of read in his autobiography and all the rest of it, yeah. All these guys, on, um, they're all the same, Johnny. They're good at everything. Well, that's, well, that's right. Like, you know, like I'm a big Craig Bradley fan being a port man. Uh, Craig Bradley was, you know, like, yep. as, as you said, Simon, you, you play cricket with him a little bit in Victoria. But um, just on, um, on um, are you blokes surprised at the likes of Mark Williams, Choco, and Gary Eggs haven't had other senior coaching jobs and all the rest of it? I'm pretty surprised. Well, I don't know their stories intimately enough, John, to, to know you know um, how close they've come or what the situation has been for them individually that, that, that has seen that to not be the case. But certainly Mark Williams to not even be... Um, employed in the game for a long period of time at AFL level was uh, was a surprise. And, and Gary Ayers as well, as you say. But now it's funny how the currency changes. It only takes one club to really boost one's currency, doesn't it? So Melbourne have taken um, taken Choco on board, and he's said to be absolutely magnificent. Um, you know, works with the younger players, um, works with the older players, builds relationships. Great on the bench for Simon Goodwin, a trusted figure there who's seen everything in the game. I'm not sure, Johnny, maybe... In the case of Mark, he was just sort of cut from a different cloth a bit and maybe I'm, I'm not really can't answer that other than to say his resume was um, was very impressive and his winning percentage very good and he's a premiership coach at the end of the day. I think there's a bit of wokeness about appointing coaches. You know, if you're not in that younger bracket and with all the right terminology, you start going out the door a bit. It does go in trends, doesn't it? Yeah, if, the, if there's that bit of hardcore about you that you know you, you need to speak firmly to someone, I think... I think that's sort of frowned upon now, I don't think which, he was which seen I, to be I find a, quite remarkable. Was he seen to be a raging disciplinarian? Like, he had that in him, but I thought he was always sort of... But, but I think you're falsely sort of um, mm. uh, tainted with it, if you like, because you're coming out of this era. You know, I reckon Ross Lyons just got away with it, but, you know, the the, the modern coaching now and the that the, there's hard... It seems that there's hardly any room for that that firmness with, with, with players, it, you know, or but Cla- a, but a Clarko, bit of that old style stuff. Clarko has that. Bevo would have that. Damien Hardwick would have that. But it's funny, he, he he lost his job and not sure if he wanted to take some time out from the game, then he couldn't get back into the game. I'm, I'm really not sure, Johnny. But um, it's, Good it's, question. It's long been um, a mystifying topic, that one. And and Gary Azza was a senior coach uh, for a long, long time. And they do love him at Melbourne. 
Absolutely. I love what he brings yeah. to the table at Melbourne. I you think can they see loved him, him at... in warm-ups and he's always out giving someone a hug and hand him around their too. waist saying, you know, this and that. You know, he's a beauty. Uh, Scott's texting. I was waiting for this. Sorry for oh, your loss over the that. weekend, Scoo, with Camilla Georgie straight losing. Sets. I feel your pain. Yeah. No, straight sets. Gone. Bang. I meant to raise that with you. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned Ash Gardner before the break. Uh, she called out over the weekend the decision uh, by Cricket Australia to schedule an international women's game on January 26. Now, the, the Aussies have been play, playing Pakistan in the ODIs, of course, and led up to the to the World Cup in South Africa. Now they've got a three-match T20 international series starting on Tuesday. The second game in Hobart has been scheduled to take place on January 26, a decision that, uh, quote-unquote, doesn't sit well with Ash Gardner, who, of course, is the reigning Belinda Clark medalist. So pretty handy cricketer. She tweeted, as a proud Murawari woman and reflecting on what Jan 26 means to me and my people, it's a day of hurt and a day of mourning. My culture is something I hold close to my heart, something I'm always proud to speak about whenever asked. I'm also fortunate enough to play cricket for a living, which is something I dreamt of as a kid. Unfortunately, this year, the cricket team has been scheduled to play a game on the 26th of Jan, which certainly doesn't sit well with me as an individual, but also all the people I'm representing. But she said that she will still play Scoob. She won't sit it out. I guess it was just her way of saying, you know, that matches should not be scheduled on, uh, on well, January 26th. I just don't think she should play. Sit it out. Yeah, sit it out. I mean, I think I think that's pretty pretty simple, and you know, you, you understand her, her thoughts, and she's entitled to those thoughts. But if they're if they're as strong as, as you know, for her to say what she said, I, I, th- I don't think there's any harm. And she says, "Look, I'm not going to play." Cricket Australia didn't schedule any big bash games on the 26th this year either. They, they haven't, and they're not going to, I don't think, refer to uh, the day as Australia Day in any of their marketing or, or publicity around this women's T20 game in Hobart on uh, on Thursday. So anyway, we'll see where it, it lands. Yeah, but you're right. She was compelled enough to go out and, and uh, on the record and, and tweet her thoughts on, on the day she did over the weekend. Um the news headlines are upon us, but I do want to get to you about Peter Bowl. What your initial reaction was, where the your believability percentage with it as well, uh, and we'd love your involvement too out there on the Temper Forty Winks text, the Consumer's Choice winner, Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforming to the exact shape of your body. Uh, no amount of coffee is going to be enough today, so I'm going to load up on a McCafe here while we get to Anna Pavlou with the headlines.